Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Wash Snobs. You have made it to episode 165. Uh, I was going to try and say 165 in Spanish, but my my counting Spanish goes to like three, and then it's just kind of like a mess. But either way, you've made it to episode 165. This is why I should practice languages before. Spanish, Spanish was my first language, and I don't even... I'm not even sure. Right? I don't remember. I don't think anyone... <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, uh, I heard about <laughs> tribes somewhere where counting was something like... I'm sorry, this is incredibly erroneous. Just to, just to clarify, I am not like a Nat Geo uh, archaeologist, like, 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 like social uh, anthropologist, but I, there's like a tribe somewhere where counting goes... They have, they have a number for one, a number for two, and then it's just many. Sounds pretty simple, right? They're probably a, they're probably a one watch tribe, you know. Yeah. How many watches do you have? Many. Oh, many, many. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right. But here, let's do something fucking super distracting. Um, I'm drinking iced coffee, which you know all bets are off in iced coffee. But here, episode 165. This is going to be a really fun one, actually. So episode 163 and 164. Those topics, from what I remember, they were pretty heavy topics. They were. I mean, they generated a lot of really really great discussion. Um, we talked about uh, we talked about Timex. Uh, we talked about um, how all watches are fashion watches, which many of you didn't agree with, which is totally fine because I really love the the comments and the and the, and the conversations that generated from that. So, Michael, I thought for episode one sixty five, it would be a lot of fun to do something um, just fun and a little bit more light. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We're bringing it back. <clears throat> Another one of our beloved reoccurring themes and segments. We have a lot of reoccurring themes and segments here in TBWS. And this one is probably, this is one of our early ones. We did this one first time in single digit episodes, I think. You know what I mean? I think so too. So yeah. here we go. Guilty Pleasure Watches Part 5, everyone. All right. If you have not heard a Guilty Pleasure Watch episode before, these are a lot of fun. Guilty Pleasure Watch uh, the Guilty Pleasure Watch segment basically means all bets are off. This is a free, this is an open space, this is a safe space for you to talk about whatever watches catch your fancy. Free of, free of judgment, free of snide remarks, free of price <laughs> tags also, because most of the time, most of the times Guilty Pleasure Watches, the ones we end up bringing up, um, they're usually expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, previous guilty pleasure watch uh, choices have been uh, my fucking Ro- that Rolex that I love, that stupid two tone gaudy ass blue dial Rolex. You know what I mean? It's not that gaudy. It's, I mean, well, so here's the problem. So I'm 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 a I'm a brown man. My parents are from Pakistan, but I'm born here. The problem is when you're a brown sort of Persian sort of brown looking ish guy, it's really easy for anything you wear to be instantly gaudy. You know, what I, I mean? would argue. I'd argue that. It- Gold, yellow gold probably looks better on your skin tone. Yellow, than, than mine. yellow gold and red looks fantastic on me, which is why I never wear either of them. Have you ever seen I've, me wear a I've red shirt? I've never seen you in red. No, yeah. I, can't, I can't even picture that in my mind because I've never done it. <laughs> because it looks really good on me. You know what I mean? That's 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 my version. Uh, like like you know how like some albino monks might flog themselves, some parishioners and and, and and pilgrims might wear itchy wool shorts. Me, I don't wear red shirts. That's my form of self-flagellation. You know what I mean? Understood. Understood. <laughs> Again, that is the sound of Michael thinking to himself, "Fuck, I should have joined the Grenada. I really should have." <laughs> 
Should have got a book about proper fucking watch podcast. They never returned my calls. <laughs> never return. They didn't return your fucking fruit grams. They never returned your fucking phone calls. But I'm getting very distracted. So yeah, that 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 two tone gold Rolex, which uh, I love. That's a great example of guilty pleasure watches. I think one of my early ones was also the um, uh, the fucking Bell and Ross, the square one that looks. Like a, like the like the original ones that looks like an airplane dial. You know what I mean? That may have been on the first episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I still love that watch. But what were some of your previous guilty pleasure watch choices? Just to give the people at home an idea of like what this episode is about. I definitely threw in the Richard Meal Bubba Watson, <laughs> the white <Yes>. one. Because <laughs> I fucking love that thing. Yes. Stupid watch. That's a great one. Um, I tossed the big pilot in there because yes. I've been obsessing over it for like a decade. Yep. Um. But it's just like it's too big, man. Like yeah, the, and also the price of a Corolla. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you know, um, <coughs> what else? I'm sure. I oh, I think I did the that full red ceramic. Yes, Hublot, the one that's just like all red. <laughs> I love that's like whatever. I so that's, that's a cool. That's uh, I have a ceramic watch on my list. So that's the <clears throat> idea with guilty pleasure watches. Mm-hmm. It's watches that. Um, here we go. Your mind is telling you no, but your body, your body's telling you yeah. You know what I your, mean? Your bank account is also telling <laughs> your you no. Bank is, your bank account is telling you no, but your heart is telling you yeah. So <laughs> that's the general theme with Guilty Pleasure Watch. It's going to be a lot of fun. I chose three watches. Michael chose three watches. We don't know what either of us chose, which is always fun to do on air. But first, before we do that, we have to honor tradition. Tradition. I should play a fiddle. We have to honor tradition. Michael, would you would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? I would love that. Hallowed, <clears throat> hallowed, sacred tradition here. You you go first. I'm talking with you. Sorry, I just kind of like grossly like cleared my throat on air. I'm sorry. No, it's always, I like that. It's I'm very, sorry for people that like have headphones like very deep in there and they're just like. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that? It sounded like someone swallowed a whole grape. No, that was Michael clearing, clearing the, 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 the channel, clearing the passageways. Uh, I am wearing. Uh, so close. I'm sorry. I'm wearing the weekend watch. No, this is not the. I, I I try to wear this more. Okay. Often than not, uh, it's the 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 lucky lucky number seven triple seven. All sevens. We, Very cool. All sevens. Panerai Luminar. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. I still I still have it on this um, just a stock rubber. I've never actually never worn the other strap that came with it. I can't even remember what it looks Did like. Did it come with a leather strap? Because that's the other, no. that's what they come with, right? Or oh, okay. Yeah. So this this new series came. Uh, they, it's like a weird combination of canvas and but the underside is leather. So oh. I was just like, like when I bought it, I was like, oh, I don't like this thing. But if you give me a free rubber strap, I might buy the watch. Yeah. <laughs> So they gave me this this rubber one for free. Wow! Um, and it's just like the the plain Panerai. I I think Panerai makes like, or I don't maybe, I don't know if they make them or wherever they source these things from. They're they're like incredible rubber straps. I kind of want another one. Yeah. Um, they have this like ridiculous electric blue one uh, <laughs> that I saw the other day at a at a boutique here, but it's like very very blue. Um, <laughs> like I'm not, like I'm our like, like our logo blue or like brighter blue because our logo it, is kind of like a like a like a, a hot blue like that. 
if it was that blue, it, it would be kind of cooler. Or or the blue that's on or match like the blue on this dial. Because mm. this this model specifically has like the OP logo um, in like a shade of blue. Officine so, Panerai or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Which, which I, I never noticed. There's like on top of the logo, there's an arrow pointing up and an arrow pointing down. Um, if you look at the OP closely and it has something to do with um like the brand's original like mission statement i don't remember what it was but it's like huh. excellence excellence above and below like in the sky and underwater or some shit like that it looks it's, like the nos energy drink logo have you ever seen the nos energy drink logo yeah it's true like with the arrow yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i have like the incredible well, I think ability NOS is just i think that's just the the logo for actual nos is it I don't know why I yeah. have to ruin everything, Michael. I ruin I ruin everything. I forgot how to spell NOS. N-O-S. <laughs> I put a zero. <laughs> I mean, I know it's nitrous oxide, but like, whatever. This is not important. <laughs> this is important. It's important. It's important to me and you. But that's cool, man. You know, have you... Oh, my God. Do, did we ever talk about this? Have you seen... Do you remember that show, How It's Made? Because you were talking about, you know, I don't know who makes this, blah, blah. Do you remember that show, How It's Made? Yeah, they they went to uh, Audemars Piguet for one episode of How It's Made. They went to Panerai. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, did they? Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one. Let me slack it to you. That's How pretty cool. It's made Panerai, but it's it's many many years. It's like from two thousand two. Uh, I think this is before yeah. they were doing like all their in house stuff. And I'm so so I'm sure their manufacturing has changed uh, changed drastically. Oh, fuck you, Grammarly. Stupid Grammarly. Do you get those dumb Grammarly ads when you open up a YouTube video? You're a, you're a super user or something like that. It's just like it's like Grammarly. You get your emails right and you'll get showered with job offers. No, you won't. That's not how. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? The, the secret's out. We use Grammarly here at EWS. Yeah, right. <laughs> Both of us, we have fucking degrees in English. There's, there's, there's combined probably 15 years of higher education involved in literature. We fucking use Grammarly. We don't use Grammarly. I just slacked it to you. Oh yeah, look at this. It's really cool. <laughs> it's, no, it's really weird. cool, actually. I'm just I'm still seeing that photo that I sent you before. <laughs> just, like, just above. <laughs> oh man. I had to minimize it. I couldn't I couldn't stare I, into his eyes. I, I I love this watch. I mean, it's one of those things where I maybe maybe a guilty pleasure turned into just like fuck. I've been thinking about this for way too long. Let's see what I can do to it to just get it yeah you know? so uh saw an opportunity and uh yeah no no regrets the, I, I will say that with these these luminors and i think i think a lot of panerai is really they're so so polished that just like any nick scratch whatever it's gonna show up pretty clearly do you already have scratches um, all all around the bezel michael (laughs) (laughs) i do not like i do not baby my watches um but that's cool i mean uh they they'll probably give it a good polish if i just like take it in um you know for service i think panerai actually panerai recommended after two years um they Mm. said it's not really like needed but you know you can definitely just come in and they'll take a look at it and probably clean up the movement, do whatever they have to. 
Cool. Uh, and they just they just offered a warranty extension called like Pam ID or That's something. That's right. Like we that. were talking about that. It's what to like seven years now or something like that. I think I think eight years total. Wow. And after that, after that, wow, IWC wow, wow. followed. A lot of brands are like following in line, um, and offering these these kind of crazy crazy cool warranty extensions just for like signing up. Um, yeah, I, I love this watch and uh, I'll. Keep wearing it for the rest of Sunday. That's awesome. Super, super cool. My turn? Yeah, go for it. I am wearing the tried and true, uh, not as iconic as the um, orange Christmas chrono, but equally iconic. I'm wearing my orange star GMT uh, reference WZ0071DJ. It's been a while since I wore it. I've been wearing that Timex MK1 aluminum for a bit because it's my new watch and I'm working on a review for it. And um, I was also splitting time between that and my Orient Star Diver. The uh, Orient Star Diver is the new one that I got. Uh, RK, I have to look at the fucking number. RKAT0106E. Um, I'm working on a, a video review of that Orient Star Diver, and so that's why I was wearing it a lot. And so when we were getting ready for the episode today, I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me let me put my Orient Star GMT back on. I fucking love this watch. Yeah, it's so it's good. <laughs> also, also pretty polished, but it looks like you've kept it. Um, Looking good. It's uh, actually the size. So there is a bit of polishing. So the bezel is super shiny. The bezel is super polished, and there's a bit of a bevel in the side of the case, like on the like where the 90 degree angle of the top of the case and the side of the case meet. That is beveled, and that's very polished. Otherwise, the sides are matte. Um, the underside of this this thing has uh, scratches. The bezel is okay. It definitely has like somewhere, but it's not thrashed. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if I bought this thing used and like I knew it was used, and someone wore it for two years, I'd be like, "Yeah, this is what I would expect it, you know, to 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 look like." But yeah, this thing is so cool. I I, I um, you guys know the story about this thing. I bought it. I loved it. I um, I hit some hard times with like money and stuff, and so uh, I sold it slash traded it. Um, Gosh, I forgot about that. Immediately regretted it, and then I had the chance to get this same watch back from that person, and I'm just like, fucking, I'll make a baby so you can have it. I'll give you literally my firstborn. <laughs> I would like I would like my Orient Star back, and so got the Orient Star back, and then I'm uh, wearing it now. It's just it's just great. It's, um, I want to get more Orient Star pieces for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I like this Orient Star also because it's um, it's one of the older older references uh, 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 in terms of the movement because post 2017, after um, Epson purchased Orient outright because before they just had a stake now Epson owns Orient Watch Co. Uh, outright um, they're phasing out all the old movements across the uh, uh, regular Orient Star line so you know the O's Orient Star no 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 so the regular Orients. So that was like your Makos and your Bambinos and your your Rays and shit like that. Those were operating off the original 469 caliber, which your watch, your your original Gen 1 Mako has. And um I gotta service that thing, man. It needs it, huh? <laughs> it really does. It needs it needs some servicing. I just don't know <laughs> who will do that or if it's worth it. Bear bear in mind <clears throat> it's basically a Seiko 700 six or seven zero zero two whatever the fuck it is it's a seiko boot. oh that's right it's an yeah. old old seiko boot, you know um and then the old orient stars used to be on uh the four zero caliber so there was the four zero s four zero m four zero p the four zero p five three is what's in my gmt now but um after 2017 seiko Epson, they're 
you know, redoing all the movements as part of the new F6 slash F7 in-house movement kind of line. So, uh, the, like, like knowing all that, like, makes me really enjoy this uh, this my GMT a lot because it's got the old version, Orient Star cool. movement in there. So, definitely very, very fun. Very much I, enjoying I, the watch. I still think Orient needs to needs to make more of those. They need to come out with a second run with more colors. Can you and maybe, imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine if they came that's out? Gotta, that's gotta happen. Like like green because like this one's blue with the red um, uh, GMT so like looks like a green dial or what if they did my Orient Christmas Chrono teal as a GMT with like in this same style that'd be awesome that would be crazy <laughs> I mean I would buy it <laughs> I fucking buy it crazy yeah. you know so um definitely very excited for what Orient's got in store uh, this year because they're uh, right now the main focus seems to be you know. Um, so they just released all these new divers that I was talking about earlier in uh, August, September 2019. And now they're continuing their pretty aggressive wave of uh, getting the new movement versions and some of the old, uh, older watches and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. but I'm pretty excited to see what happens in 2019. Uh, for 2000, huh, 2020 for, for, uh-huh. for Orin. Uh, time traveler. Marty, <laughs> we got to go back to the future. Or the, or the past, whatever it is. Um, By the way, I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the Orient USA website. Why would you do that? <clears throat> Orient Watch USA website. He's gone. He's Mr. Orient. Nowhere to be seen. Mr. Orient is gone. They got. That's what you're talking about, right? Yep. Mr. I Orient think... is gone. Yes. They retired him. I assume. I assume they finally listened to the internet. So just to clarify for everyone, when I say Orient Watch, like Orient Watch is doing X Y Z blah blah blah, I am not talking about Orient USA. Orient Watch USA at all. I talk about I talk about everyone but Orient Watch USA. Orient Watch USA, Orient Orient different Orients uh, uh, watch codes around the world are operated independently right now. You know, they operate independently, and so everyone can kind of do what they want in terms of like marketing or models and like shit like that. And so Orient Watch uh, USA, I I don't like I don't like their marketing. I don't like how they position their the pieces that they get. From Japan and everything like that. So, and Mr. Orient was a campaign they had a while back where it was like they tried they tried creating like um, like the physical embodiment, like almost like an abstract of what the Orient watch was. And it was this like tall, tall, lanky, like like fair skinned guy with dark hair in like a blue suit, but he was kind of like rapey. Little, little rapey. He's a little rapey. You know what I mean? He's like in the bathtub with people and he's like showing up out of... Well, it's really funny because it's classic. It's classic sexist uh, marketing where women want him and guys want to be him. That was the kind of person they created. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yeah. He's like helping one dude propose and like one of the little bits and everything. and Exactly. Teaching guys, teaching guys how to be like him, I suppose. But then when he's in a commercial uh, yeah. with a girl, it's just the girl like wants him you know what i mean yeah and yeah. so it's just it's so cliche it's so dumb shame on the people that made that for orient watch i know who you are i know where you, <laughs> i know where you i know where you sleep i don't know where you sleep um we have a pretty good idea of who they are actually 100 percent. i left them a very mean i left them a very mean comment on their instagram oh boy oh i remember that years yeah. ago years ago i'm a petty man everyone all good right times. we don't know that by now but um but yeah, so good, 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 good tangent, tangent laced wrist check. Um, let's do this. I'm going to keep track here. We did the intro. This is a very nice intro. Did the wrist check, very nice wrist check. Let's do this, man. Let's talk. Let's talk about a piece of TBW's history that transpired 
serendipitously, serendipitously, serendipitously a couple days ago. In the wake of a lot of this uh, coronavirus stuff, COVID-19, um, obviously it's a huge, huge health issue and like, you know, people are getting hurt and countries are trying to react appropriately. And there's always been this lingering question of like, how's it affecting watches? You know, I mean, lingering question for us fucking, you know, watch nerds. How's it affecting watches, blah, blah, blah. And specifically, you know, everyone was kind of like, okay, when is Basel, when is Basel World officially going to cancel? Um... Well, they did. Well, but they didn't. Okay, okay. They didn't cancel these fuckers. They postponed. So this was funny. They postponed Basel 2020, but they postponed Basel 2020 to 2021. Yeah. <clears throat> and Michael, where I come from, <laughs> that's just called a completely different show and a completely different year, which would only be precipitated by one show being canceled and the other one happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember the Slack channel. You asked me like, "Oh, should I should I phrase it this way that it's getting canceled?" I'm like, "Nope. <laughs> Technically, that's not what they said, and there's a reason for it." <laughs> yeah, I loved your reasoning. Your reasoning is if they cancel it, they'd have to refund all the vendors, right? And that's a lot of that's a lot of money to give back, that's especially a- when you consider that I, I think the halls were probably already being constructed. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. That's with a, a lot of yeah. That's a lot of PayPal invoices you'd have to refund because I'm assuming all this happens. <laughs> It's all PayPal. It's all Venmo. It's all, yes. Venmo. <laughs> it's all Venmo and PayPal. Imagine getting a, a Venmo from Rolex for like for like three million dollars for our booth. Like as a Venmo, it's <laughs> ah, a good day. <laughs> I'm sure the Venmo guys would be like, "Fuck yes!" Like we, well, whatever their cut is on on uh, on. So so so, but the the the, the, his, the historic moment is not Basel um, postponing. The historic moment is uh, in the wake of that news. Everyone at TBWS, we were all in the TBWS contributor Slack. We all decided, hey, let's just jump in a Skype conversation. You know, four or five of us, let's record it. Let's talk about the coronavirus slash COVID-19, however you say it. Let's talk about the virus's impact on, you know, the watch industry in a super thoughtful and respectful way. Because um, the other ways some other places are covering it is kind of like, uh, I guess, disrespectful. They're making very light of the fact that People are dying. It's is, like I said, like I told you, man. You sent by me this that time, link, you know. By this, by this time in the year, usually like these these websites, they're getting their pre-Basel stuff. Mm-hmm. They're getting their there's there's like a stream of there's a stream of news coming in, and that's that's not really the case this year. First of all, with like Basel and SIHH being combined in a weird way, and then the dates being pushed back, and then no news coming out, and then the show's getting canceled they're desperate yeah they're they're desperate so it's like how can we make this like thing that's happening about us (laughs) like (laughs) about watches uh it's it wasn't really that important honestly uh, until uh, you know um this the swiss government implemented that ban on gatherings uh, more more than a thousand people yeah so yeah that that really did it and then the cancellation of watches and wonders yep and the postponement of of basel Basel World. Yeah. All those events, you know, we were talking about in Slack and then, yeah, we all decided, hey, let's just get in a Skype call. Let's just talk about this stuff in like a super, like, yeah, thoughtful manner in a way that's not like, that's actually like, I'm using this, this really weird saying this term because this is two broke watch times, but actually like watch journalism and not sensationalism. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I would say so. And some 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 sites have done a pretty good job of like covering and like providing insight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting situation. This is a show that has been in existence for over a century, yeah. And it's the first time something like this ever happens. And you have to wonder if this is the nail in the coffin, <laughs> the last nail in the coffin, as they say. Well, the, yeah. Uh, well, if you so 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 with all of this stuff, we we created kind of on the fly the first episode ever of the tbws writers room it's it's you know there's five of us in there it's me the contributors who joined us on this call it was a uh, senior contributor Meg rosian uh it was aggressive timing habits junior contributor he makes me say junior contributor um it was also <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> he makes me say it. He, he he holds a gun to my hand and he says say it motherfucker i'm like okay i'll say it. uh baird he does not do jesus christ he does not do that baird uh baird was there and mike razak was there as well stars itching my eye um and it was really really cool check it out it's on youtube yes we have a youtube channel uh it's like 40 minutes long it's actually a lot of fun one of the points that came up during that conversation which was super super thoughtful and really really entertaining and i i i love the way it played out one of the points that came up is you so you just brought this up like is this the nail in the coffin so kind of picture it this way uh basel postponed people were probably getting ready for it you know uh the next month or two to happen but now what do you think brands are gonna say when they go basically all of 2020 without basel and they say hey we actually weren't hurt that bad by not going to basel right let's just not go to basel and save ourselves one two three million dollars right you know what i'm saying it, it 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 presents an opportunity in a way to you know, operate in a more lean kind of uh, yeah configuration. <laughs> I think I think lean is the word that was used in in the, uh, yes. in the writers room episode. But um, yeah, why not uh, why not create like a digital event? So w- the really good thing about the writers room that went up, you also have a ton of diversity um, in in like the group of people that you're hearing from. So you have somebody that works in tech, you have somebody that works in supply chain. So you you get a lot of really good opinions. Um, Tech specifically, we're seeing a lot of uh, like really important conferences uh, being canceled. So like Mm. Mobile World Congress, uh, GDC, the Game Developers Conference just got canceled. Yep. Um, But what is happening, like some of these people are actually pivoting to uh, digital or virtual events yeah so why not make a virtual event uh you know for your brand where you like i don't know like live stream the release uh, of these pieces but or you know just kind of create like a a special website for the 2020 releases Yeah. yeah you can you can do a lot and then realize, you know, when 2021 rolls around, like how many of them are going to say like, yeah, we didn't actually didn't need that. We and didn't we need saved, like we saved millions of dollars. You know, what's funny. You know, <laughs> is that something that we uh, do not tell the shareholders? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny. Actually, this here's, here's the truth. You know who you know who out there really relies on Basel and really believes that we need to continue doing Basel World? Vendors? Basel. Oh, Basel, yeah. Basel I mean, really it, wants the show to keep going on because what the fuck else did they have? Yeah, Basel and the place, yeah, yeah. You know? So Yeah, Basel and the place, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it, I think it's going to be interesting from now to 2021. Um, what happens? Like, like are people going to, are, 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 you know what I mean? Are they going to like, 
are they going to cancel? That was the point that Greg Bed Rosie was talking about as well. Um, you know, are they going to are they going to use clauses in their in their contracts to <clears throat> to cancel now? Like, are people going to sign mm-hmm. back up even though it's in January 2021 now? Blah blah blah, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, they shifted it. They shifted it um, forward, and now they're shifting it back. Mm-hmm. They used the word "canceled" with watches and wonders but postponed for boss so what's happening this is this is the the first year i think watches and wonders is supposed to be branded as uh oh yeah no that that was that used to be sih agent now it's mm-hmm. watches and wonders so yeah, yeah it's uh, there's a lot up in the air and it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2021 <clears throat> and then yeah i want to <laughs> you think we can get some like basel world 2020 brochures like printed media I feel like that should be collectible because if like 2021 <laughs> rolls around and it happens, it's just like, yeah, the missing Basel world. The missing like, Basel world, man. You know what I mean? Like this the is, missing TVWS episode. This is this is Basel's version of the anonymous dial, you know? <laughs> it's not a proper comparison, guys, so don't send me your angry fucking letters. But um, but yeah, no, I, I, I well, someone brought up on air, uh, and I forgot who it was uh, on when we were doing the TBWS Rogers Room, which everyone should check out. It was it was so much fun, and you guys are gonna dig it. Um, we'll have a link in the show description here, but also if you just go to uh, our YouTube channel, you'll, you'll see it there as well. But someone brought this up. So what does that mean? Is there gonna be two Basels in 2021? Because if Basel 2020 is happening in January 2021, are we getting a Basel 2021 in March as well? The answer is obviously I, obviously no. Yeah, which means Basel that's, 2020 that's is canceled. I think so. I think so, but I think they're finding ways to Or maybe they're canceling Basel 2021 because no one signed up for that yet. <laughs> so Basel, okay, so cuz this 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 two years where there's supposed to be two shows, but it's two years where only one show is happening. One of those shows is canceled. I just want them to say the word canceled, Michael, all right? I really do too. I think the show, <laughs> I think the show is done. I think I I think this I think year, this might be the end. This year, where there's no Basel, this will be brands working through their withdrawals. You know what I mean? They'll freak out. They'll be like, "Oh, well, how are people going to find out about our fucking release?" The internet, man. Yep. Okay. The little fucking cables and radio signals that connect us all to each other for some fucking reason. Like that's how people are going to find out about all your bullshit. I mean, I say it all the time, man. These brands, these brands still like they're. They're getting closer, but they still don't really understand the value of digital marketing. Yeah, like this is like this, the tech this is got the an Instagram like three years ago or something. Like, <laughs> they, all, they all got together. They're like, you know, guys, I think this internet thing. I don't think it's going away. <laughs> it's exactly. I, <laughs> I think it's here to exactly. stay. I uh, I think this is it. I think this is the year. After after this year, we'll probably see more and more brands just want nothing to do with Basel. I think this is gonna. I think they're gonna. They're gonna work. Gonna work through the withdrawals. They're gonna get it all out of their system over the next seven months, and then January is gonna roll around. They'll be like, "Fucking why?" You know. I think somebody said on the call like, "Now Wind Up is gonna be the only watch show that happens." <laughs> wind Up is currently the only watch show that's happening. <laughs> Good job for sticking with it, guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Too funny. Wind Up is officially the new Basel. I'm not. Don't yeah. don't, don't quote me on that for the love of God. You know. But yeah, wind, wind up's the only show that I know is fucking happening. So <laughs> cool, man. But here, let's um, let's do this. Yeah, definitely go and check out TBWS Writers Room episode number uh, number one. Really a lot of fun. It's something we're gonna do more often. Uh, that was a great conversation. 
and uh, check out check just also keep just subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're there just because we are working on more video content now like I said I'm working on a video review of my orange star diver just because folks really really want to see what that watch you know uh, looks like I get questions about it all the time and everything like that so I've gathered a whole bunch of the questions that I get and I'm gonna put them in the video and answer them and everything like that so it's mm -hmm. gonna be a lot of fun but uh, but is it time shall we shall we smoothly segue have you ever seen the spelling of the word segue like segue topics I, I feel like my brain is trying to like put the picture in my mind, but it can't happen. It's segu. It's segu. I'm gonna type it out for you. That's how you spell segue. Ah, okay. Segu a. a. There's no there. There's no like accent mark or anything. I mean, there probably is, but I, I don't know how to type. I have a fucking English. I have a U.S. <laughs> English keyboard, man. <laughs> we're smart. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're fucking smart. <laughs> How the fuck do I get like an Enya? Do I hit Control N? I don't understand. I Google Spanish N and I copy paste it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the same part of our troubleshooting brain that uses MS Paint to solve million dollar problems. Dude, <laughs> if the client only knew. <laughs> That's so good. But here, let's do this. Let's segue. <laughs> segue into the main topic guilty pleasure watches part five this is always so much fun to talk about i love this it's very much freeform it's a safe space you can talk whatever the fuck you want to talk about um i have three watches michael has three watches i want to preface my choices in that they're loosely themed i mean if you guys have listened to tbws for a while you know by now i love um i love theming things because my life is just very uninteresting so i like to theme things just because that's just where i am you know what i mean uh so i have three watches I've categorized them as there's a gaudy watch, there's a rare watch, and there's an expensive watch. So those are the, mm. so th that's how I've uh, contextualized them. That's like the the, the 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 loose like little narrative that I built you know with my with my three watches. There was no onus on you, Michael, to to do anything you know like that. But I just want to so when I when I start one of my watch choices, you know, just everyone know that's why I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my choices. But here, um, I have I have a theme too. Is the theme money? Is, is the theme money? Is money the theme? So, I have an expensive watch. Okay. Uh, then an expensive watch, and I wrap things up with an expensive watch. Fantastic variety for the kids. <laughs> it's like good and plenties. Like after the first mouthful of good and plenties, it's fine. But then, like when you're seven or eight mouthfuls in, you start to really fucking hate licorice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ever had good and plenties? Never. Oh my god! It's like it's like the first <laughs> the first time you're like, oh, it's so great. There's all kinds of new candy flavor. I love good and plenty's. And after seven or eight mouthfuls, you're like, I really I love a, a fucking bus hit me right now. I am so tired of these good and plenty's. <laughs> I I had that weird childhood, man. I didn't really have like I never I've never had Mister Pib, you know. Oh what my was god! The only thing you've that never, never had tried. You've never had Mister Pib or Pib Extra, Michael. We're from Florida. It's never, everywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna slack you this. Uh, <laughs> Your first choice. Gonna, should I go first? Yeah, yeah. Please go first. I'm talking way too much. I'm too I'm excited. Gonna, I'm gonna start things off with a bang. Let me see. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Tell everyone what I'm looking at. <laughs> so if you if y'all were if y'all were mad about a a solid gold. Doxa chronograph. Oh, fuck balls. Damn it, that's what a, great. What about a $70,000 solid gold G-Shock? 
Well, the we're dream, here. The dream project. The dream it's project. really called the dream project. Oh yeah. my god. You sent <laughs> so, me this this great piece. This uh, this is a blog to watch piece on it. Yeah, Zach. Zach did a really good write up on this with some great photos. Um, I guess probably yeah, receiving one at Topper and unboxing it. It looks like it comes in a little like shipping crate, like an actual with like a. It, it comes with a, te- with a, with a teapot. It's on. It's on a pa- for, yeah. It's on a pallet. You open the box. There's a teapot in there. What's the teapot for? I don't know, but it's a beautiful teapot. The, the boil, the boil <laughs> test. Can you boil it in the top in, in the teapot? <laughs> Maybe you can. There's a shot here, by the way, of the watch on a scale. And uh, yeah, three hundred and four point four grams. I gotta do some. Uh, <clears throat> I gotta do some. Am con- I reading that right? Conversions here. Grams two ounces. Wonder how many Americans have Google when I'm googling right now. <laughs> 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 we don't know, guys. I'm sorry. How many grams was it? Three hundred and what? Three hundred and four point four grams. Ten ounces. How many ounces are in a pound? Sixteen. I think so. So it's like half a pound a watch. More than more than half a pound of watch. So this is this is a saw. It, it very much looks like uh, the gold plated ones that um, G Shock released uh, a little while back. But yeah, I'm sure in person you can tell the difference and feel the difference. Um, but this is basically a solid gold square G Shock. Um, that's that's its thing. Um, that's its thing. There's a drop test video. <laughs> there's. <laughs> I, I didn't click on it because it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't want to know the truth. Um, did they actually... Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they drop it. I'm watching it now. They drop it. They drop it on its face. Oh, my God. That's that's not nice. That's not a nice thing to do. Oof. Okay. Still that's, working. You do what you do, Casio. Um, 70,000... Hammer test? What is the hammer? No. The hammer test, oh. Michael, just between you and I can only be so many things. <laughs> is, there, is there a hammer test? I missed it. I feel like I stumbled on like a, an animal cruelty video on the internet. <laughs> is there a watch version of PETA? Can we start the watch version? For, so, 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 PIWA, People for the Ethical Treatment. No, hold on. Of so a, the A is what, yeah. is what the animals is. What's the, so watches. So, Pete, Pete. Pitwa? People, people for the ethical treatment, treatment of watches. Of watches. Pitwa. 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 God, that sounds so. That sounds so uh, fucking orological. Pitwa. People for the ethical treatment of watches. All right. Watch out, a blog to watch. Pitwa is about to send you a, a very harshly worded uh, Instagram message. <laughs> That's gonna go right to your spam. I really, I really don't know what else to say about this because there, there really isn't much. This is. It's got one thing going on. Which it's fan- a solid gold G-Shock. What score. I love about this watch is it's still you look at it and it's still it's still a G-Shock. So it very yeah. much has that dad watch vibe. But this is dad. This is like a this is like a this is probably the most elevated dad watch <laughs> I've ever seen. No, re- re- I mean really, like like I can you know what I mean? Like oh, dad's going up to to pick up the kids in this fucking Murcielago. Like it's very much like an elevated. It's not a proper. <laughs> Like, like you have a car seat in the back of your fucking like Ferrari Spider. You know what I mean? It's just like Jesus. Like, so there's there's uh, there are thirty five of them total. Uh, if I'm reading this box, yeah, Dream Project one out of thirty five in that teapot photo. Um, I I like to romanticize and think that um, that somewhere 
one of the guys or one of the gals that bought the solid gold Doxacrono is kind of like looking at this and like, huh, maybe I should get this too. Can I just can I just say, <laughs> well, they're the same price, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's around the same price. <laughs> you know what they would say? I'm not I'm not paying that for a quartz. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking promise you, oh, I'm not paying man. that for a quartz watch. You fucking can't. This one's got gears in it. I guess I have to have an accent. Um, but the, <laughs> you know what's funny? I like this. I like this more than the Doxa. That gold, that solid gold Doxa. Yeah. I don't know why and they're this, both absurd. This they're both absurd, but I feel like this works better in gold. I don't know why. I like. I it. think maybe maybe it's because we've seen the um, <clears throat> the gold G shocks already. Because that that was kind of a big deal oh, when, when they came out with those. That's a good point. Like, what are what are they doing? But now we've we've been scrolling past by them in the feed constantly, so it's like normal in our brains now. That's a really um, good point. That dox is still absurd. This is a great choice. I enjoy. What would you do if you saw this in a wild? Would you try and like talk to the person? Would you try and get like a wrist check with them? What would you do? <sighs> or you just let them? Yeah. just leave them alone. I would. I would say, is that the dream project? Is that the dream you project? Know, I, I. I would. I'd probably. I'd probably walk up and ask. Yeah, I would assume. Sure. I would assume they would know a little bit about this plot. Like you know what I mean. Even if you're like, I don't know. My mom got me this thing. I have no clue what it is. <laughs> like, that, I don't think that's gonna happen. That I'm not bullshitting you. That happened to me. Uh, I was in. A, this was years ago. I was in a job interview, and the person that was interviewing me was the owner of the company, and he was wearing a Big Bang. He was wearing, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm, I, I, I don't. I'm not particularly attracted to Ublos, but I wanted some level of connection between this person. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's it. That's a that's a really cool watch actually, and he's just like he's like what I'm like oh yeah you know a big bang he's like oh yeah my brother got it as a gift I don't really know anything about it it's literally <laughs> what he said to me I was like fuck man <laughs> did you get the job no I didn't get the job <laughs> <laughs> kidding me <sighs> wish the my prices we pay wish my brother got me stuff um, but this is a cool watch I dig it this is an excellent choice for guilty pleasure watches. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd wear it or just like buy it and put it away if I was a bajillionaire. Wear it, wear it, but only when you get fast food. <laughs> Perfect, right? Only when you go oh. like just like 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 it's like drippy burgers. I mean, I mean, obviously you don't eat like well, I guess well, I guess mushroom burgers. Are mushroom burgers a thing? Is there a vegan equivalent of like a hamburger? Yeah, there's a lot of them now. There's yeah, Impossible Burgers, Beyond oh, Burgers. I totally yeah. forgot, dude. How good are fucking Impossible Burgers? They're they're great. So good that I kind of actually the first time I had one was with you, and I thought I they remember that was fun. They gave us real meat. They yeah. uh, the Impossible Burger, the Impossible Meat people have a stand at Epcot Food and Wine this year. I'm very excited to go. Very cool. Or, or Flower and Garden, whichever fucking it's Flower and Garden. That that's the that's the one that's first. So but yeah, no, make this make this your 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 greasy fast food watch. Perfect. I'll wear this court side too. <laughs> You know, just to keep up with the celebs just to keep it real you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah that i'm just i'm looking at that docs again it's also exactly seventy thousand dollars so both seventy thousand dollar watches that's the magic number when you do something absurd apparently <laughs> excuse me god that's funny all right is it uh is it my turn yeah so i have a gaudy choice i have a rare choice and i have an expensive choice which one should i go with let's go gaudy because i mean oh, okay we've, we've, <laughs> We've hit it hard, <laughs> I think. So this is a watch that I've talked about. This is a model 
a model line that I've talked about before, but this particular watch has just come on my uh, radar recently. I'm going to send you the Slack link. It's not a Slack link. I'm going to send you this link through Slack. And then I'm going to start talking about it. We've talked about this product line before, but I just discovered this existed. So I have sent Michael mm -hmm. a Slack link for a particular model from Chanel. It is part of the Chanel J12 or J, where the fuck it is, <gasps> J series. I've never seen this one. How beautiful is this? I've never seen it's this It's all one. ceramic, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, we've we've been liking these for, for a while. Yes. Ever I, since Chanel started doing this stuff. I have been jonesing hard on these. So there's a white ceramic they do and there's a black ceramic. The bracelet is fucking, the case is ceramic. I think the case back is steel, which is fucking fine. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Um, but the, those ones initially that we saw, they were the J series. It was like a diver that they had done. But this has come on my radar recently. It is the J, it is the Chanel. By the way, it's yes, Chanel is in the fashion designer. Send your fucking hate mail my way. I don't give a shit. This is a fucking beautiful watch. It is the it's the guilty pleasure watches, guys. It is the Chanel J12 GMT watch reference H3101. This is a fucking beautiful watch. You know what I'm saying? I it's a GMT watch. It's automatic. It's an in-house it's an in-house movement if that fucking matters. Um I love the black one. The one, the one I sent you should be the black one. Um, yeah, twenty-four. Oh, do they have a white one too? In Just this, like in this, I, in this I have no idea. But uh, but mm. you know what I mean. But I love the GMT bezel. Uh, the entire look of this watch. I love the, uh, the size of this watch. This watch in particular is, I guess, forty-one 40. millimeters. Is it forty-one. The divers are thirty-eight. It says forty-one. So yeah, okay, forty-one there by yes. ten point three eight millimeters thick. Pretty good. That's fucking incredible. I I love this watch. I love every one of these Chanel J models that I've seen. I don't know why I love them, and they're very quote unquote gaudy. Just because I've seen real photos of them and like the ceramic, it's very shiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I I can't help but be incredibly fucking smitten by this watch, and I I found one Michael on Crown and Caliber. How much? Because there's no price on the Chanel website. So how much is this thing? The divers uh, MSRP are like around five or six thousand, I think. Uh huh. Let me find this link again on Crown and Caliber. And Crown and Caliber prices are usually kind of like on the higher end anyway. Mm, so I yeah. wouldn't. I would assume I could probably <clears throat> find it for a little bit less. But let me see. J twelve, there it is. You can check Chrono twenty four too. It's around like five thousand bucks for the divers. And this, the GMT right now is on Crown and Caliber used, obviously for three thousand. What a steal! What a steal, guys! Sending you the the link right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like yelling into the microphone. Let me see here. What kind of condition is this thing in? Only one in stock. Uh, condition very good. Indicates that there are visible signs of wear on the case. How? It's ceramic. You must have really nailed it. Bracelet, crystal, or dial. This person got one scratch and they're like, I don't want this. I'm fucking anymore. done with this thing. You know what's funny <laughs> about the, the condition rating on Crown and Caliber? It's like comic book rating. 
In comic books? No, I'm serious. In comic books, if you do CGC, which is controversial these days, or I guess it's always been kind of controversial, if you get officially graded by CGC or wherever the fuck the other grading organization is, you know, it'll be like, oh, this comic is in very good condition, which is like a five, like a five out of ten, which, which, just to give you perspective, five out of ten, that's half, half of the entire grading scale, that's 50 out of 100, a 50 is an F, okay? <laughs> If I came home as a child and I'm like, I'm like, mom, dad, I did very good on my math test. Like, oh, let us see it. And this is the big fucking F on it. That's not good. That's bad. Muy mal. Okay, dude. Muy mal. <laughs> fucking very, very bad. I don't know why I'm speaking so much Spanish today. Fucking very bad. So like the grade, the condition. So yeah, always check what the fuck very good or excellent means or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I I love this watch. There's something about the look of it. The look is very fashion first. There's nothing about this watch which screams functionality, other than in this case, this H three one zero and having a GMT hand um, with a with a very very like simple nice red triangle. You know what I'm saying? Um, but dude, I fucking love this watch. I discovered this recently because I was looking around at other Chanel pieces. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, how have I never heard of this watch? How why are more people talking about this watch? Cause it's Chanel. Cause it's Chanel. And you should listen to, I guess, our fashion watches episode. Maybe you'll hear more. <laughs> In the same vein, I love a lot of the watches that Tiffany and Co. do. Like yeah, that, like that yeah, fucking that chrono or whatever the fuck it was, you know what I mean? God, I think it's beautiful, man. So yeah, take a look at this watch. We'll have all the links and bullshit in the show. Um, this for me is very much a guilty pleasure watch. It's too expensive. This for me is not my expensive choice. This is my quote unquote gaudy choice because I think once I put it on me, uh, might be a little, might be a little gross on me. You know, what I think you should go with the white one. Do you think so? That's so loud. I think so. I don't like <clears throat> the only the only white thing I want in my in my life is my wife, Michael. I very I was very methodic <laughs> in choosing. A white partner so we could propagate and have white children and they could have a much better time in life than me that was that was methodical all part of the plan all part of the plan man i gotta think 10 steps ahead that's how life is conditioned be you know i i think i think you can rock the white one man let's see let me think about it let me think about it um <laughs> Maybe I'll get this watch one day if I ever have 3000 or 5000 bucks to kill. But yeah, this for me is very much... Most of these Chanel pieces for me are very much in the guilty pleasure kind of watch zone. I would, I would encourage you to check them out if you're looking for something different, but aesthetically uh, very pleasing. You know? Nice. What about you? What is your, uh, your second choice? I want to see if I can find some comments... From when this watch first came out um because this one upset quite a few people oh is does the brand name start with a <clears throat> uh the brand name starts with p okay never mind never mind <laughs> and i think you know where i'm going <laughs> i might i'm so might. i don't think you've ever heard me talk about this one uh but it is i'll send you the link we should be like a Slack featured customer, like on their homepage. <laughs> How much we talk about them? <laughs> I'm fucking on fucking air. Look at that. Wow, I have never seen this. So this is the Patek Philippe 5524G Calatrava Pilot Travel Time. What is happening with this watch? 
This got people so mad. I went, I, I just kind of fielding one of the original like articles. It's like, oh, this looks more like a Shinola than a Patek. Um, <laughs> Get over yourself. I can pick this up at my local Eddie Bauer. The worst looking Patek I've seen in a while. Wow. Uh, just like, this is ridiculous. What were they thinking? Looks like something from Zenith. Come on, Patek. I'm at a loss for words. So, yeah, this was not well received. <laughs> <laughs> I think overall. This is a, and so like like visually, so just just so everyone knows, everyone who saw this watch, who saw this watch and got mad, you like fashion watches. Because they're having a visual reaction first because they and, are, and, yeah. you know what I mean? So like that was the argument we were making with the fashion watches episode. Everything is visual first without mm-hmm. learning about the watch. So Michael, you learned me good about this watch. Learn 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 me hard, learn me good cuz I'm looking at it and I'm trying to understand. I see a local dot and a home dot what is happening here yeah so those two dots are day night indicators for your different time zones that you're tracking and then you have a skeletonized um you have a skeletonized hour hand for like your secondary time zone um this thing is cool man it's it's a sporty offering from Patek. like for some guys like and gals you know it's the the crock on the perpetual calendar doesn't really work for every single day like we're mm. not all like cfos at like some company or whatever aren't we um, aren't we isn't this isn't this isn't the cfo broke watch knobs or not yeah yeah you owe me some tax stuff <laughs> oh fuck i do that's right jesus christ you're totally right yes yes um I'm a bad cfo but this thing is white gold. It comes on calf. Uh, yeah, it has a bit of the zenith like pilot look to it. Like certainly the numerals are very similar. But it, I think these got a lot of people into Patek at at a different price range for something like a dual time. Yeah. Because you can't get you can't get the Aquanaut travel time anymore, and you mm. can't get this watch anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I just I, I think it's cool. It, I definitely had to learn to love it though when when this first came out i i think i was also like i don't know what's happening but it it did kind of turn into a, a guilty pleasure and the fact that i think the fact that you can't get the aquanaut and it's so like that's such a really really good dual time watch yeah. this has the same movement um so two two things pop out of me i love the size 42 millimeters but under 11 millimeters thick Mm-hmm. That's really good. Because I, th- I, I was expecting it to be a super like thick watch because of all the shit yeah. going on in there. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah, dude. This is um, these are special, and I think uh, Patek is going to keep experimenting with this platform. I think in 2019 they came out with a version in. I don't know if it was platinum or white gold, but it was also. A- I think it was an alarm complication version mm. of this watch, but it was basically like minute repeater technology from Patek. So wow. that one is like a quarter million dollars. This one is only 49,000. So three Corollas or three Camrys, whatever your unit of measurement was before. <laughs> three Corollas. Three, three, three Corollas, right? Those are those are fully loaded Corollas, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not like base corduroy seats, whatever the fuck the seats are made out of on the base model, with like the crank windows. This is just <laughs> a chest, man. All right, <sighs> that's funny. Well, so explain to me what's happening with so I, I the, the 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 crown at three o'clock. Obviously, I'm assuming that's for time. What's this? What are these buttons at ten and eight? 
Uh, you can go up and you can jump your hour hand with those. Oh, that's forward, so forward cool. Or back. That that's 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 what I love about the um, the Aquanaut. You can just like push a button and so I don't have to pull uh, the crown out. out to like move the move my GMT hand. I just press these buttons. Yep, that's the same same way like that on the Damn. Aquanaut. I think I think it's the best like jumping hour watch you can possibly have. That's pretty <laughs> I, I fucking messed, cool. I messed with that Oris a while back. <laughs> mm-hmm. That Aura's pilot where you have to like twist the bezel to have that same jumping function. Oh, yeah. And you just feel that shit like grinding away on the inside. Like this is not supposed to work. (laughs) It was like a heavily modified like Etta GMT that's just like kill me. Kill me. me. I was just going to (laughs) say. What are they doing to me? Kill me. A really, really elegant solution for for jumping through uh, your, your local time zone. That's fantastic! Um, great, great choice. Excellent guilty pleasure watch choice. God damn. Yeah, I feel I feel like yeah, these watches are still like heavily criticized. They're not, and it's not a pretty watch at all. It's not a pretty watch at all. And if you look at the if you look at the alarm version that they came out with, mm-hmm. it has four crowns. So like those same two buttons are replicated on the the other side. So it's got all this shit sticking out of it. It's. I have a question. Really. Really ugly watch. If you scroll down, if you scroll down, do you see there's like three photos side by side? There's one of the side profile, then one of the dial, and there's a third photo of some cufflinks? Yeah, you get the cufflinks. Oh, thank God. That's what I was going to ask you. Okay, that's, this this purchase makes it totally worth it. I want the cufflinks. Wait, wait, I don't know if they throw them in for free. I got to pay for the cufflinks? Oh, yeah, you do have to pay for them. Sorry. That's, oh. a, suggested, that's a suggested product. And those are $5,220. I see. <laughs> I see. So just <laughs> so one grand seiko. The cufflinks are five thousand dollars. Huh. I I see. Interesting. Very good. All right. <laughs> fucking Christ, dude. Jesus. All right. All right. Not my fucking wash brand. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> No, this is Geneva. This is Geneva. What are you talking about, dude? That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Rock and roll. Excellent choice, man. Excellent I do not choice. recommend the cufflinks. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I, that... I just want to be a dickhole, and I want I want to just walk into ADs or protect Philippe boutiques and just be like, and, and be like, oh, how can I help you? Oh yeah, can, can I see the cufflinks? Just as blunt, like as American blunt as I can. I, can, I, can I see the cufflinks? Hey, you guys have the cufflinks? Oh yeah, I was walking by the store and I was wondering, do you guys have the cufflinks everywhere? <laughs> Until they start like blacklisted. Like I walk into the stores, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, you gotta go. I was like, I've never been, never, I've never been here before. You're on our watch list. <laughs> we know what you do. We know who you are. I'm on. We've the- seen your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the Patek Philippe watch list. Do not let this man in. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> That's my claim to fame. God damn, great choice. Guys, you guys have the cufflinks. Is it, uh, is, it my, is it my turn next? Yeah, what's your what's your number two? So I have, so I did my gaudy one. I have rare and expensive. I kind of want to do the rare one because I want to save the expensive one for last. What do you think? Go for it. So I'm going to send you a link. Uh, this is another a blog to watch link. Blah, blah, blah. We've talked about this watch before. This watch is incredibly attractive to me. Because of its design and its uh, its its history and kind of what it represents, but I'll tell you right now, I am so intimidated 
by the facts to, and the, to look for it to oh. look for it to look for what I want to look for like an early like early generation because these things get frankened they're whole different versions of this thing um, they make a new version now blah 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 but the watch there's like three people on the planet that like know how to properly service these exactly it's 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 <laughs> far too intimidating of a watch purchase yeah. for me the link that I sent Michael to is in a blog to watch link talking about the the, the history of the original uh, Bulova Accutron Space View watch I yeah. love seeing Space view, like the new ones, I love. I just love the concept of it because it, for me, the space view. So, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically it's the tuning fork movement, early, 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 early tuning fork, like early electronic, quote unquote, electronic watch. Um, there's no crown, the crown's on the back, there's no mm. dial. The only thing you see is the guts, and it's basically yeah. it's like it's like a little it's it's like a circuit board chip. And then I guess whatever mechanism, like some wound copper wires, and I guess the tuning fork. Maybe I'm not. I'm not really even sure. You can probably see it in there. You can probably see it in there. Um, for me, I love that because, excuse me, it's one of those things where when you buy watches and watch marketing, and as consumers, what we're very susceptible to when we look at watches is that we can be very forgiving or very laxed in our judgments. Mm-hmm. If something's if something has a really cool dial on it, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, you can totally believe someone's marketing campaign if they have like a really cool dial on it. This is basically, this is basically, it's just the, there's 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 no dial, there's no bullshit. Everything you see on the space view is exactly what the watch is relying on to function. Yeah. And to me, that's a design language. That's so fucking cool, you know. Um, it's it's just and so I've always loved the design. I've always loved the aesthetics. I love the history as well, you know, with the piece. Um, it has some it has some great quirk factor. There's a whole fuck ton of different variations of this thing. I would love to own one, but the the the, the process to acquire is just it's just too fucking intimidating. There's fakes. There, yeah. you know what I mean. There's all these different versions. There's like, and and there's there, like, I don't want to get one that like it works and then it fucking breaks and then I'm fucked because who's gonna fix it? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's um, there's like one really popular eBay seller. <clears throat> I think it's a guy that his his thing is just like finding these and restoring them. He's widely regarded as like the dude to buy them from. Yeah, I totally forget. The vendor's name. But if anyone remembers, I'll, I'll, for it. if anyone remembers, I'll check it out. But for me, this is very much a guilty pleasure watch. I, I see it, I love it, I want to own it, but my better judgment always kind of talks me out of it. I think so. Here's a good, here's a good analogy. I think what I feel when I see this watch is what other people feel when they see a Sobia watch they want to get, but they're too afraid of like buying a fake or like what do I do if it breaks or like how do I authentic? You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't really have. I had that fear with some Soviet watches, which is why there's just some stuff I'm not even, ever gonna fucking touch. But like this, <laughs> this for me is. I've always loved it. I mean, I I've even I've loved, I love it so much. I've contemplated buying one of the new ones. You know, the Accutron Two Space Views that they have. Well, in Basel last year, um, there was like a quick little sort of a quick little preview of uh, what the new Acu- Accutron Space Views are supposed to look like. Really? Um, let me see. Space view. I'll send you the article. Yeah. 
maybe not. Maybe no. We're gonna, like, we're gonna dig it up. We gotta dig. We gotta dig for it. But yeah, for me, this is a guilty pleasure watch just because um, there's just so much about it, but I, that I love. But it's just it's just too much of a of a can of worms. I know some of you. I know some listeners have this watch. Um, if you're aware of the eBay seller that Michael's talking about, definitely, definitely let me know what's up. Oh, I, I got a link here from you. Electro, I remember this. Electrostatic. Yeah, this thing, like, they they kind of teased this, and then, then it was like, oh, nothing's really going to happen until 2020. Concept oh. movements. Interesting. Yeah, so there's there's at least a concept. They're at least concepting for, you know, some kind of reissue. And Boulevard hasn't really been <laughs> marketing their their latest uh, releases, <laughs> so I don't know. Just keep refreshing the so, Boulevard site. Someone made a find. great comment on the on our TBWS Slack. Boulevard is like Timex, but with shitty marketing. Yeah, and, and doing all somebody, these great things, but they're not telling anyone about it. Yeah, like that new military collection, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. or the fact that they did release a stainless steel no date version of the. Uh, of the lunar pilot. I love when you were just like, has anyone seen this? And Barry's like, yeah, I got one. I got one. <laughs> That's true. Bought it several months ago. And you were just like, ah, no one told me. He's like, yeah, it's just kind of. <laughs> Dude, people, people were buying both watches. They'd buy the black one. They'd buy the steel one. They'd pull the dial out of the black one and then stick it in the steel one. That's like marrying two people, but taking the blonde hair off the other one, putting it on the other one, just throwing one of them away. Like that seems like <laughs> very aggressive to me. You yes. know what I mean? Oh, oh man, but yeah, I like this watch. It for me is a guilty pleasure. I love seeing it, but I don't think I'm ever going to own it. There's just too much, there's too much pressure. <laughs> can I, can I, can can I ruin this electrostatic Agatron movement link you sent me? Can you ruin it? Yeah, by something I noticed. Oh, you can ruin it. Yeah. You see the two circles at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. Do you see the green outline around them with the two circles? Yeah. It looks like a bicycle with wheels. Oh, it does. And the AccuTron says AccuTron. That's like the handlebars. It's like the handlebars, yeah. It's a bike. It's a bike watch. There you go. Thankfully, it's a concept. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's not going to look like this if the fucking thing ever comes out. Yeah. So yeah, that's my for me. That's my rare. Uh, my my gaudy choice was this Chanel J12 uh, GMT. Uh, my rare choice is this uh, 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 Bulova AccuTron Space View. Um, I'm open to possibly a new one from this electrostatic movement, or possibly getting like an original one. But then it just be this is just it's just too much pressure. It's just I'm, I need I, I don't need more pressure in my life. So, ah, but yeah, that's my those are my those are my two of my three choices so far. Um, so are we both down to our last choice? Yeah, I just realized my last one is from a uh, fashion brand. Ooh, what's your what's right. your what's your last what's your last choice? <laughs> This is. Is it the I one? No, is this the one you needed help pronouncing? I can't pronounce this thing. All right, send me I know the, it's, send me it's the link. from. We can do this together, and it'll be a train wreck. It's from Hermes. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce that. <clears throat> but it's this uh, dual, like it's a double moon phase watch. It's got two moons on the dial, and two little like one dial, one small dial for the time, and another one for the date, and wow. everything kind of spins around, and it's beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah, something Hermes, something de la Lune. Oh, here we go. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this in the air together. It's 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 Hermes, uh, Ars Arcu Lahore de la Lune. Perfect. Nailed it. Moving on. 
It's this fucking thing that I'm pointing at. I'm like pointing at it. You're not even here. Lehur. Arcue. Ersue Lehur. De la Lune. Right? I'm very That's... excited for the angry emails. So this is a beautiful song. So I'm going to legitimately do my best to actually pronounce this. Hermes. Um, Arsu. Lehur. Leure. Because le, le, yeah, H is a title. Leure. De la Lune. Watch. There's a fucking link in the show notes, guys. Just click the link and you see what we're talking about. But this is beautiful. Um, I forgot. I, I, I guess I forgot Hermes made watches. I just know they do leather. Right? Like that's their like they 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 they, they club cows to death with other cows, and the they absolute melt. worst leather sourcing practices on earth. <laughs> but they make watches. Also. What they do is they they take one cow and they starve it to the point where it just becomes a popsicle stick, and then they kill that cow. But then they use that cow to beat other cows to death slowly. <laughs> Last time I checked, that that's what Peter said. The facts, the facts. Check out, guys. It's on the internet. <laughs> Fucking please, no one send me angry emails. I'm sure Hermes is much worse than that. Yeah, <laughs> you can get. But uh, seriously, their their watches. I think lately, I I think they're they're pretty attractive. There's there's beautiful. a perpetual calendar that's super thin and really nice. Uh, I think they have some kind of weird version of a GMT that's really cool too. Uh, Hoding he did like a time only version that's really nice. I I, I think the watch designs are genuinely attractive and if you look at this version with the the celestial dial i think they say it's the venturine dial there's a meteorite dial and then there's one with like a starry sky um so the two white circles those are in perpetual circular motion like 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 centrifugal motion right those are spinning around the around the watch or is it the moons that are spinning the moons aren't spinning. I don't think the moons are spinning. Okay. I think it's the, the other two little dials, the wow. one for the time. Beautiful. And there's only only two. So I know this is a guilty pleasure watch, but imagine. So this is 25000 How much do you think Jacob and Co. would charge for something like this? <sighs> With their like fucking planets like spinning around in there. I have no idea. Yeah. So I actually think this is kind of a good value. This is a steal. <laughs> This is kind of a steal. Uh, but yeah, there were only 200 of them and they're gone. Here's what's wild. Have you noticed the top lugs are wires, but the bottom lugs are solid? Yeah. It's kind of fun, man. It's I, really I, fun. I, I, dig these, I dig these Hermes watches If I If I saw this in public, I would probably smile. I'd be like, oh, it makes me happy. Like, that's a really beautiful watch. Wow. So what's happening here? One of these is time, obviously. One of these is running time. What's the, the other one other looks one? like date. Oh, you're right. A date. What's the spinning? The whole thing in perpetual spinning. Does that signify any sort of like time reading or not really? Well, I see. I see that the moons are labeled. I think north and south. One says see, Nord. Home of the Norman. North and south. Yeah. Is it a moon phase? Yeah, it's like a dual moon phase. <laughs> We're smart. We're smart. We have a we have a watch podcast, and you're all listening to it right now. This is a, this is a pretty handsome watch. I like it. There's yeah. a version in the photos where um, the it's it's dark, like the dials are dark, and there's a bit of a different, there's a, a, a very different finish on the dial. Do you see that one? So that's that's the meteorite dial version. So like if you wow. look at the backdrop of everything, there yeah, there's that one version with the the starry Stars, dial. And yeah. There's, there's another version with the meteorite. Which one would you get? The meteorite. Yeah, meteorite's pretty cool. It's really, it's very clean, but it's not 
excuse me. It's very it's a very clean and I like how all the colors are very defined. The lines are really specific and sharp. Um, but it's not stuffy because there's such like a weird organic striation occurring with that meteorite dial. You know what I mean? Yeah, the meteorite dial has more of a panda thing going on too because yeah. like the the time and the date discs are like clearly like black. <laughs> They're darker than everything else um, and you won't get them confused with the, the little moon circles. I feel like that could happen with the other one. Yeah. You know, because if you're 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 in a life and death situation, if you're wearing this and you don't know what the moon is, <laughs> we're gonna crash on what the moon is. <laughs> Can you imagine hearing that from a cockpit? My moon face batteries that we're gonna die. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> crackerjack pilot is this? <laughs> Does someone have an iPhone application I can borrow? Man, man, very cool, very very cool watch. Yeah, my cheapest, my cheapest one, twenty five thousand from a from a fashion house. <laughs> wow, meteorite variant of the Arpu Leur de la Lune, fantastic. God. That might have been the worst pronunciation for anything that we've ever done on this show. Yeah, we've had some pretty <laughs> we've, we've we've had some pretty fucking train wreck pronunciations. Uh, I've never, never felt so lost in trying to pronounce something. <laughs> Can we get like a European contributor or something? Uh, yeah, I know a ton of you guys and gals are in Europe. Can someone please tell us how to fuck this day? This we need a European contributor. We need. Uh, I think aggressive timing happens is the closest thing. It's not even. He's not, he's not even that close. <laughs> he spells color with a U, man. He's closer to me. He's closer <laughs> to you. He spells color with a U. What do you want? And he spells meters. Uh, uh, T R E. T R E. Yeah. That's true. I'm, t- I'm talking to you. I'm talking about you, aggressive timing habits. <laughs> the first, the first piece he sent me, I corrected all that stuff because I thought there were typos. And he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, why'd you fix all of my all? Because this is because this is America <laughs> again. I felt so bad. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I thought those were fucking typos. <laughs> oh, oh, colors got no you delete. Man, that's good. Great choice. Excellent. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm writing all these down just so I can keep track. Hermes, take us home. Take us home, Kaz. RQ Lehuer. Lehuer. <laughs> can we call this? Can we call this model the Hermes? The Hermes Lehuer. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, Lune. La Lune. All right. No, serious. It's a serious podcast. <clears throat> my third my third choice. So I did my gaudy choice. It was the Chanel J12 JMT watch. I did my rare choice, which was the Bulova Accutron Space View watch. Mm-hmm. My expensive choice, speaking of America, Michael, is an RGM. Remember mm. RGM? RGM or RJM? RGM. That was RGM. I, I do not pay attention to that brand. Yeah, you're right. RGM. So I'm gonna send you a link. RGM. They are based. I think they're they're in Pennsylvania. I think they're in Lancaster, right? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> uh, where's the? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This is a watch I've seen before, kind of like sporadically. It's very expensive. It's honestly kind of gimmicky, but I love it, and I'll explain why. Let me when you have that up in front of you, and then I can talk about it. Let's see. P.S. something. I have sent Michael a link 
for the very very cool to me uh rgm watch ps oh <laughs> i've never seen this one I've, I've you've never really seen this it. oh my god rgm rg uh g as in you know good uh uh uh, uh rgm watches ps801 bb also known as baseball in enamel this is a fantastic piece by uh, uh, RGM, American watch manufacturer. And so when I say, just to clarify for everyone, when I say ma- American watch manufacturer, I don't mean, I don't mean American like micro brand in the sense where they're having a bunch of stuff made like not in the States. Like I'm sure obviously some things they're, they probably not make making themselves, but RGM is in my opinion, currently right now, an American watch manufacturer that is the closest thing to being an actual American watch manufacturer out there. They make their own, cases they make their own movements uh in this case they make their own dials you know what i mean mm-hmm. in a super super small uh operation very very expensive watches obviously uh but this watch in particular i like it because it's um it's really hard sometimes michael to define something that's uh an american design yeah. A lot of times when you think of American designs though um and this is inevitable I'm not saying this in like a derogatory way you think of almost like quilt patterns americana sort of almost like um folky f-o-l-k you know Mm -hmm. um and for me i like this watch because it's it it feels very american and it's just line presentation but then at the same time it's got a bunch of baseball players on it like old-timey like baseball players it's a dial enamel uh, at each of the hours, are um, ba- it's either a baseball player who's just hanging out or a baseball player in action. Like at 12 o'clock, there's a catcher or there's, there's someone catching a ball. There's someone sliding into a plate. There's someone leaning on a baseball bat. There's the, like an outfielder. There's someone at bat. There's someone throwing the ball. There's someone catching the ball. It's really, really cool. It's very pictorial. I like things that are pictorial. I like things that tell a story. And so for me, I've always loved this watch because... It, it it does scream American. It's it's an American watch. Even though I know I, before you send me your fucking hate mail, I know baseball is like loved probably more in other countries. Um, I know a lot of Amer- Latin American countries, Japan, huge into baseball. But for me, this particular approach with the use of the colors and the actual style they've used for the art. Then tell me what you think. Could you totally see these little enamel figures on like? Do you remember when they would sell like 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 uh like like um. Like twelve, like like two in the morning, they would be like infomercials for like, oh, buy this American dinnerware set with these intricately painted <laughs> uh, enamel baseball players, only for three easy payments of ninety five ninety nine. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. But I can I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why the art style for me feels very um, folky American in a in a in an elevated way, in a really really good way. I love the hands. There's a particular word. Uh, a style of hands that they've done keystone hands i've never heard that before um but the hand style here i like a lot because it frames each of the little kind of like 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 pictograph uh, uh, scenes that are occurring at the um at the hours i love that mm-hmm. it's an enamel dial it's an american made watch with an enamel um dial you know a lot of the factors and qualities that we love about not American watches or micro brand watches, like they're here. Unique design, uh, 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 you know, uh, thermal blue hands, small seconds. I like small seconds. Drill through lugs. If 
uh, if you want to take the strap off of this watch for some reason. Um, I love the exhibition case because you can see the movement. They've got this thing as well. This movement in particular is the what the fuck is it? It's one of it's one of their calibers. There's there's one weird thing mm -hmm. about these guys on the dial, <laughs> and I'm not like a baseball expert. Uh -huh. Neither am I. But none of them have gloves. So like if you look at the guy at eight o'clock, he's just like he's he's catching that thing with his bare hands. Yeah. Baseball players they have gloves. It's right? old timey baseball. They didn't used to wear football helmets back in the day. Maybe it's like old timey baseball where they're just out there playing with their I don't fucking know. I'm not like, Was there a time when baseball players didn't have gloves? Like catching gloves? I'm gonna Google it. Maybe. I'm gonna Google Maybe it. Any any well <laughs> no, Michael, neither of us know. I don't know. Just to clarify anything, I like this watch. I don't know a fucking thing about baseball. All right. I know more about beetle wrestling than I do fucking baseball. Okay, so hold on. Uh, history of the baseball glove. Beetle wrestling is life. <laughs> I like how the optional... <laughs> I like how the hacking seconds is an option, and it's $1,250 for hey, the option. It's an in-house movement, man. They're not fucking around. Uh, let's see. History, early baseball game played without gloves. Jeez, fucking fuck me. Hardcore. <laughs> and there's a picture of a guy here on the Wikipedia just like getting ready to catch like a rolling ball. Uh, yeah, simulating playing second base without a, without, a, without a glove. So yeah, man, it's a thing. Street rules. Prison rules. This is baseball prison rules, guys. All right. <laughs> no refs, no gloves, no wives. It's just guys. Sorry. Um, but I... I I don't know why for some reason I get to this weird thing where I think about American watchmaking and like where accessible American watchmaking is supposed to be. Obviously Nick Heron from Orion Watches for me right now is the the bastion, the best possible person we have in existence today as watch enthusiasts who can get us to that point of accessible American watches. I say accessible because this watch that I'm talking about now, this RGM uh, baseball enamel, this is not a cheap watch. Mm. Let me go through the pricing because there's some pricing tiers here. Okay, so there's three different versions here. There is a, and there's, these are all limited edition. There's a limited edition of 10 pieces in stainless steel. Those are all sold out. Uh, limited edition five pieces in 18 karat rose gold. These ones are still in stock, so I can see the price. Uh, limited edition five pieces, 18 karat rose, rose gold, $26,900. Not bad. It's not bad. Not bad in relation to some of the watches that you were talking about. Um, <laughs> and then there's a third option here, limited edition of three pieces in platinum, $38,900. You know what's funny? Um, you know, XYZ, $900. Can, can you just put the extra 100 on there to make it an even? Like, there's like 26900 bucks. Yeah. Is he trying to make it seem like I'm getting a deal by not spending $27,000? <laughs> Isn't there a certain price where that doesn't work anymore? Because I know like $599, oh, it's just under $6. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I'm not going to see this watch and say, oh, it's just under $27,000. Fucking perfect. I just read a blog post about the best watches for under $27,000. <laughs> Why wasn't a, this in there? Talk about a steal, guys. Yeah, so for me, um, every time I think about American watchmaking and what it, what it can be, what that would even possibly look like, this baseball and enamel watch, um, inevitably, 
uh, inevitably comes up. So this for me is always a guilty pleasure watch. I I, I do enjoy this you know this one a lot. Um, I think we had some great options this episode. Just crossing off everything here. So yeah, let me just do a recap here. Guilty pleasure. As I just stabbed myself with my pen. Fuck. Guilty pleasure watches part five. A ton of fun recapping our choices. Uh, I'll do. I'll do. You know, our first, second, third, the choices. It doesn't matter. So, Michael, my first choice. I chose the uh, uh, my my gaudy choice, the Chanel J12 J uh, GMT H3 101 all ceramic. When I say all ceramic, I mean even the fucking bracelet. I think it's a beautiful. I love the line. I would love it one day to own one of these Chanel watches. Um, maybe we'll see. Uh, your first choice was the the, the solid gold G Shock. AKA the dream project, $70,000. Fantastic. Uh, our second choice is equally as cool. Uh, I chose the Bulova, Bu- I always fucked that name up. Bulova uh, Accutron Space View. You know, um, one of the original ones, if possible, or possibly something new, it depends. But I, there's just so much just, just pressure uh, and upkeep, and just, there's just, it's just, it's just, it's too intimidating of a watch purchase. So I'm probably never going to get one. Um, and then you chose the very cool uh, the, this this Patek Philippe Calatrava five two five five two four G. This thing is really cool. I think people should give that watch a second chance. How much is that watch? I can find it. It's like fifty grand. <laughs> so listen, if you have fifty grand and you don't want to buy two RGM baseball enamels, maybe you can just buy one Patek Philippe five five two four G. This Calatrava fucking you know dual time zone watch or whatever the fuck it is. And just give it a give it a give it a test drive. Give it a test yeah. drive, and then ask them about the cufflinks. Say <laughs> say, say Kaz sent you to ask about the. <laughs> you gotta get those for free. <laughs> Listen, I'll buy your fucking watch. You gotta throw in the cufflinks for free. I wonder if that's like a deal. I wonder if I wonder if they've ever turned someone away because they're just like, no, it's a five thousand dollar cufflinks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, our third choices. Uh, you chose. I'm gonna do my fucking. I'm gonna do my best to say this brand, to say this watch's name. Okay, Hermes RQ Leur de la Luna watch. From not Earth. happening. From Earth. it's not happening. Listen, someone smarter than us, please tell us how to say this fucking watch name. Okay. Um, fuck, I had like a hair in my mouth. Really, really cool watch. I think you know what I like about that about that Hermes watch that you 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 made. It's very. It causes me to like daydream. It doesn't. I don't look at it and start like analyzing, like, oh, what does this do? Is this? Do? I look at it. and I'm like, wow, that's really nice. Like that makes me happy. You know what I yeah. mean? It's I, I wouldn't wh- care if whimsical. the is set properly. I, I don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> it's whimsical. That's the word. It's. I feel like people throw the word a lot. Throw the yeah. word around a lot. That watch for me is appropriately uh, whimsical. And then my third choice here, um, uh, the the um, American brand R G M. The specific model PS eight zero one BB baseball in enamel enamel dial watch. They fucking make everything on this watch. They make the movement, even the uh, even the dial. For me, it's interesting because nailing what quote unquote American design is, I think it's kind of tough. And we do end up falling into that kind of pictorial, heavy, almost folky quilt art sort of vibe when you think American design, just because it's 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 a it's a very odd concept to um, to to you know to to. To nail down. So for some reason, for me, this watch, I, I, uh, I, I, I like it a lot in terms of that. It's got fucking baseball players. It's great. I, if I saw this watch in the wild, I would be immeasurably happy. I'd be like, that's yeah. that's so cool. You know. Um, yeah. So those are our choices. Guilty pleasure watches part five. If this was your first guilty pleasure watch episode, welcome. 
Welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Watch Club. Definitely let us know your thoughts on our choices. And then at the same time, let us know your choices. What are your guys' guilty pleasure um, guilty pleasure watches? Love to hear from everyone in regards to sort of like, you know, what watch... When you see, when you see this watch and your wallet says no, but your heart says yeah. <laughs> What's that watch? We would love to hear about it. In addition to that, go and check out the TBWS Writers Room inaugural episode number one. We're talking about the uh, uh, um, you know the really the detrimental outbreak of COVID nineteen or however you say that the virus. Excuse me, uh, and its impact on the watch industry. Uh, I was joined by you know uh, TBWS contributors. Really, really great discussion. It's on YouTube. Go and check out our YouTube channel. In addition to that, great wrist check. I'm wearing my Orange Star GMT. Um, you're wearing the fucking um, the, 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 the the all I, I, I forgot to the all lucky sevens, the Panerai all lucky sevens. I mm-hmm. think overall, I think that's a, I think that's about it. Anything anything I'm missing in the recap? No, that's it. It was a great episode. Really fun episode. Go and check out the website as well, twobookwatchnobs.com. Always updating stuff. Really cool post is actually going up this week from uh, a fantastic contributor, Jason Tricoli. Um, I'm still figuring out a title, but basically it's a way to survive the watch hobby, but taking a very critical financial look. Uh, wants versus needs, materialism. It covers everything from the practical to the, you know, maybe maybe somewhat metaphysical. It's really, really fun. I very much enjoyed it. I'm working on it right now. Jason did a great job on it. Keep an eye for that uh, uh, post this week. Um, as well, uh, I think ooh, I think that's it. I don't want to go. We'll let the nice people go, and no, I yeah. no, we're making them stay. We're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go full beast, and we're gonna lock Bell in our fucking house with us. The, the weird and, house guest that like pulls out the board games like at I don't know three in the morning. It's just like <laughs> it's like everyone's fucking tired. No one's refilled their drinks, and then, and then someone's just like, "Hey, you guys got fucking canasta?" It's like, oh my fucking. God. <laughs> I'm going to strangle Daryl. I'm going to strangle with my fucking hands in front of all of these nice people. It's three in the morning, Daryl. We know you don't have a family. Maybe we have a fucking family, all right? Sorry, I'm, I'm really angry at this fictitious Daryl for some reason. But here, uh, <laughs> we should probably let the nice people go. I'll let you, uh... Is that sad time? Is that sad time? Sad time. Thanks yeah. for listening, everyone. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening... To two broke watch snobs. Later. Later.